0: The
1: following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys? Yes! Go Cowboys! This, this is Media Mash, a roundtable of Cowboys insiders dropping wisdom and offering sizzling takes on the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now, your host, Nui Scruggs.
0: Here we are, Media Mash. Week one is here. I don't know who's going to bring the wisdom to the show. But we've got three gentlemen here who can. Bobby Belt of 105.3, the fan, Patrick Walker of DallasCowboys.com, and the longest-tenured beat writer. I don't know in Cowboys history, but definitely you're in the top three, Clarence Hill, the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. What's up, man? How you doing? Where do you rank in the beat writer? Because we've got guys like Ed Werner and Tim, but they got off the beat. Now they become college that's, that's why
2: as long as tenured, consecutively tenured. That's, yeah. how, that's, that's how you use that word, consecutively tenured. Okay, so where are you at? Well, I, consecutively tenured? I mean, where do you put Mickey? Ooh, it's that's good. That's good. That's, that's good. You're ahead of me mm-hmm. with that.
0: Okay. Um, <laughs> so so why does why does head coach Mike McCarthy go with David Moore before you since you are the longest tenured?
2: He's the oldest. Okay. Age before beauty. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was Dallas Morning <laughs> News gets the first question. No, it was not. That's David Moore because he's the oldest, so we defer to the oldest in the room. Okay, so then you're number two, then, right? Yes. So
3: I'm still. I Clarence mean, does the dirty work for us outside the press conference. Where he'll stop somebody down and just like ask the question that we all want. He just he's brazen about it. We all appreciate Clarence for that.
2: He provides a tenderness, as Jerry the, said, it trinity. Yeah, camp, the tenderness. Right? tenderness sometimes tenderness. it's tender, sometimes it's not. But sometimes you have to phrase the question to get the right answer. Okay. Listen, to
3: Bobby's
4: point, Clarence is like uh, uh, coming to America when Hakeem walks in the traffic. He's like, Halt! <laughs> That's Clarence in the walk-off. <laughs> so
0: let's get right to it. Jason Peters signed to the practice squad. I will defer to you first, longest tenured. When will he play? Mike Lombardi on GM Shuffle said he's going to play this week. I was like, there's no way he's playing this week. He talked about weeks. So you give me your idea when you think we will see I, number 71.
2: I would defer to Peters. Enough. He says in these two weeks. Okay. I mean – I mean, he says he needs to. I mean, the guy has not done anything since January. I mean, he said he's done some cardio, but it's not football. He needs to get his feet up under him. You know, when Jerry Jones talked on his radio show today that they want to ease him back because they don't want any setbacks. I mean, he is 40 years old. We we know these history of soft tissue injuries that the Cowboys have had around here. Uh, I say after the Cincinnati game. I, I say he sits the first two weeks.
4: Well, I mean, to Clarence's point, Peters himself said he needs a couple of weeks, quote-unquote. Jerry Jones said they were going to be, quote-unquote, prudent with it. Uh, it's a 40-year-old who hasn't played a down of football since, what, January 9th, I believe, for the Chicago Bears. He's been in no one's training camp. you got to ease him in, right? Um, Tyler Smith's going to be your definitive starting left tackle for week one, if Tyler does well. Uh, well, let me phrase it this way. Unless Tyler Smith absolutely bombs, which I don't believe is going to be the case, I think they're not only going to give Jason Peters a couple weeks, but you know he might not see the field until late September, you know, wow. ideally.
3: Yeah, I think that available to play week three against the Giants is probably the target. Actually getting on the field, I don't know. Because I mean, at that, at that point, it just comes down to, has Tyler Smith done enough the first two weeks? Do they feel a the need to put him in there? Or, or do they feel like they can slow play it a little bit? So I think he'll be available to play in, in week three. But as to whether or not he will play then is is up to how well Tyler Smith performs.
2: You know, the, the bigger question is this. Why did the Cowboys wait so long to get insurance? You know, and and, is, and I don't think there's any downside – to bring in Tyler Smith in, we, especially after what happened with Tyler, uh, Tyler Smith, without Jason Peters, bringing Jason Peters in, especially what happened to Tyler Smith, you know, a week before the start, two weeks before the start of the season. You had to get somebody in there. Why didn't they do that earlier? I mean, this is this is not an example of doing all you can to put your best foot forward for, for week one. Now, we certainly have confidence in Tyler Smith and what he can do. You hope he can hold up, but. That's not the best case scenario. They should have got a veteran swing tackle in there so you could have played Tyra Smith at guard and gotten your best five offensive linemen there. If if Jason Pitt was on the team in training camp, if he was here in training camp, it would have been him at left guard at left tackle and Tyler Smith at left guard. Can I play devil's advocate?
0: Just just what you said. They
2: spoke so much about we
0: want to develop young players so we saw Matt Walesco first out there at left tackle. Then he hurt his shoulder. Then they had Josh Ball out there at left tackle. So they were looking at these two kids that they were trying to develop behind Tyron Smith. So that was the plan.
2: That was, that was never just, a realistic plan if you needed somebody to play now. I'm just saying. But, uh,
3: okay, but so, 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 so let's say they, they draft Trevor Penning or Kenyon Green in, in the first round. Back in April. I think everybody would have said, oh, that was their contingency. They addressed it. I think this comes down to people having issues with how raw he is and the projection there. But in terms of you talk about the capital that they spent and the way they had him graded around those type of players, Cowboys would tell you they absolutely – plan for the contingency because Tyler Smith's here and Tyler Smith is the backup. Like that's their fail safe there at left tackle. And I think everybody universally would have considered it as, okay, they were prepared for this. If the name would have been penning or green or whatever else, I think it's just the name Tyler Smith. For some people, they think that's too raw to be considered there, but you know, trust your evaluation if that's where you have it. But him.
4: I, I think it's it's that there's truth to that. But I think it's also the added dynamic of okay, if Tyler Smith was in fact brought in to be the future at left tackle. Why did you commit him to left guard right. for the entirety of training camp? And it only took the injury to Teron Smith to then force you to move him back out to left tackle. Well, I mean, and then with the Matt Walesko situation, he goes down very early in camp with that shoulder injury. So instead of then popping Tyler Smith back out to you know to see what was going on there. What do you do? You give those reps to Isaac Alakon to see what you had there. So to Nui's point, yes, they wanted to see what was going on with with Walesko. But also to Clarence's point, it's a contingency that the Cowboys could have resolved prior to now.
3: But, but I mean, when you talk about if Tyler was the future at left tackle, then why are you playing with guard? Well, I mean, they've got a history of that. Tyron was the future at left tackle. They played him at right tackle the first year. Mm -hmm. Lyle Collins was the future at right tackle. They played him at left guard. It's wherever they had an opening first. They've got left tackle situated right now, or they thought they did with Tyron Smith. And so I think what they viewed it as was – it's it's like Jerry said last week, where he's like, I don't I don't expect we're picking a guy in the first round to sit on the bench. So if left tackle's taken up, it's like you may be the future, but you you got to play somewhere. We got to use you somewhere. Well, yeah,
2: but but the difference is that we all knew, or well, they should have known, that you cannot trust Tyron Smith's Help. Fair. Correct. Okay. Yep. And and that's the problem, especially when you give Tyler all the reps at at, at left ta- at, at guard in training camp. Mm-hmm. And I understand, yes. You want to get him on the field, you want to start him, fine. That's that, that's what you should do. But you also should prepare for the possible loss of Tyron Smith. And that's what's biting them in the butt right now, heading to the opener.
3: I, I could I could see them looking at it, though. I could see Jerry, Steve, in the front office looking at it as the veteran contingencies we've brought in here the last few years. We've brought in Ty and Secchi. We did Cameron Irving. We did Cameron Fleming. We did Byron Bell. And when we called on all them to be the swing tackle when Tyron got hurt – it went poorly, so instead, I, I understand. I understand, but instead, it went
2: cheap though. I mean, Fleming
3: Fleming Fleming was more expensive than Peters. I mean, than Fleming Peters was, was going to be. Too. I think
2: Fleming would would, would be better now. He, I mean, he's
0: he's been okay. Here is my issue, mm-hmm. and I go back to to a conversation I had with Stephen Jones because I mm-hmm. asked him when Tyron misses four games, what are you going to do? And he said. We drafted Tyler Smith to be his replacement. So if you're telling me this in early August, why wasn't this young man getting some reps at left tackle? Why you go up against the Broncos? No, no nothing against the Bradley Chubb. You go up against the Chargers and practice nothing there. You could have had opportunities for having to go against Tank Lawrence and Micah Parsons, but you didn't do that. That's to me where I feel like they're setting the young man up to fail come Sunday. Well, not just to
2: setting the young man up, but setting your team up to fail. I mean, and, and no matter how much you believe that Tyra Smith can handle it, let's let's Tyler, all ag- Tyler. Tyler Smith can handle it. let's all acknowledge that this is not the process in which you want your left tackle or your rookie to start mm-hmm. opening the season, really? especially with these two games. And and important is these two. I mean, you don't want to go 0 and two you don't want to get your quarterback blindsided and i'm not saying he can't hold up but sure. but again this is not how you prepare him to be tyler smith tyler smith's replacement
4: i mean the the bottom line is is there was a disconnect in what the trajectory for tyler smith could have been to this point in, in getting ready for Week One because I'm I'm with you, Bobby. You don't draft a guy in the first round for him to not be a starter on the field. So okay, let's tr- test him at left guard. However, when you look at a situation where you speak with head coach Mike McCarthy, you know, a couple weeks ago, uh, prophetically, so a few hours before Teron Smith goes down with injury, what does McCarthy say? Well, he says, well, you know, you don't want to just throw a rookie out there to be a starter. Well, if he's your first round pick, yeah, you do. Yeah, but right. That, that's Teron. John started sixteen games, but, right? And as I say, sixteen games, But we saw Travis, sixteen. We games.
0: saw how when Tyron got here, they immediately knew they wanted to put him on the field. They had him out there working, and and you know, with Micah Parsons, they knew what they had out there. They had him working. I mean, we've seen what they've done. They didn't do that with this young man, correct? And even when Dak ends up, so you got Kelly Moore gets hurt, then Tony Romo got hurt. So now you got you got Dak out here. They were doing everything they could. How do we ramp him up? How do we get him going? They knew they wanted to put him out there at left tackle, and they didn't, put him, they didn't give him any reps. That just doesn't make where, sense. Where they, where
3: they probably erred most was, like Clarence said a few minutes ago, they, they had way too much trust in Tyron being healthy and, and, and being able to – in terms of – I think they always knew there were going to be games that Tyron Smith was going to miss. They just probably wrongly assumed that, oh, but we'll cross that bridge probably a couple months in the season. They didn't anticipate oh it was going to happen in training camp cuz I think they feel like they do a decent job protecting Tyron Smith with his reps. And so they they you know it was basically a non-contact injury. They they probably should have been pre- better prepared for that and that's probably where they most erred and it was where,
4: where the veil is off now. The veil is off as far as the the organization being able to mask the the arrival of the dusk of Tyron Smith's career. It, it's here. It's here. And with that for those that are you know kind of Pondering well, you know, can we get Jason Peters out at left tackle and then put Tyler Smith at left guard and maybe that's your best five. For my money, you gotta leave the rookie where he is now. I mean, you've already done a disservice in not getting him any reps at left tackle in training camp and in these preseason games. Now you got him out here, Teron Smith is down, you've already crowned him the future at left tackle. You can't now
2: move him back I, inside. I, 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 I... I don't know that you can't do that because the goal is – I mean, you the, could this, do whatever this is, you want. This is for the you should not. This, okay, this, you know, and, and that's my problem with, with the Cowboys sometimes. It's like what's best for this year, what's best for the future? Like when, when Jerry talks, we, we made these decisions for the long run. What, what about 2022? What's best for 2022 and putting the best team on the field in 2022? I understand I don't want Tyler to take a step back for the long run, mm-hmm. but as far as what's best for 2022, if, especially from if, I, if the chance I can get Tyron back – if Jason Peters is the best if the best five is is Jason Peters a left tackle and and and, and Tyler left guard. Because one thing that we're not talking about that, that I think that is, is getting overlooked, Connor McGovern is not no guarantee at left guard. He's not a guarantee, looking. like it's it's not like like he's not a weak link, like no. he hasn't been a weak link. We forget that Connor Williams was better at left guard than Connor McGovern was last year.
4: I didn't forget. You don't but forget? but
2: right. but but people are keeping Focusing yeah, I get on what you're we, we all focused on left tackle and no one's talking about left guard and that's the other mistake I think they made. You you drafted a guy in the first round. Why are we messing around with all staying reps? Do whatever you can. Give him all the reps to left guard so he can have that continuity with Tyron Smith. So he can have those reps to be ready for week one. Now you you got three new starters on the offensive line essentially if you call Terrence Steele and there are questions on the left side, not just the left tackle but also a left guard.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. That's a, a good point that I think we were all talking about before the Tyron Smith injury was, I don't think anybody understood what was going on with the reps at left guard and, and how things were being split up there. It was puzzling because I think just about everybody who saw it, not that Connor McGovern's been terrible in training camp, but just about every day, Tyler Smith was better. Yeah. And so it was it was odd how he was always the first one starting with the first team. They were continuing to split the reps. That That is something that, we never got a clear explanation on. And that's, again, somewhere where you want to talk about where they maybe potentially erred a little bit was if you were going to plan on him being right there next to Tyron Smith and plan on him playing 17 games this year, why was he not just getting the majority of the reps and the it, entire it time? it feels
4: like the team understood, although they weren't saying it publicly, they understood that Tyler Smith was taking the lead at left guard over Connor McGovern because then you started to see Connor McGovern take some snaps at center, right? So it's kind of like – And okay. fullback and tight end. <laughs> I mean,
2: I don't mean to cut you off, which which is why did. The things that McCarthy said were puzzling, especially the fact that if the season started today, uh, Conor – McGovern's gonna be our starter. But you know, we don't want to throw a rookie out there. Why would you not want to throw? All of that, but my point is, why? Exactly. Why say that?
3: Well, That's I mean, why? Why the, tell gamesmanship? Why, why tell Brad Sham in the pregame show before the third preseason game that Matt Willetsko is gonna start at left tackle, and then you throw Josh Ball out there? Like, <laughs> like, like, I don't know. He what, he, what he, he 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 treats starting lineups in the third preseason game as state secrets. So I don't I don't know I, why. But I'm just you that. Know, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes yes yes.
2: But but I'm just saying as far as as because we all. Saw that, that Tyrus Smith, based on you, you watch the film, watch what he was doing, he was the better option and left guard. Yeah, but Tyler. Yeah, Tyler, Tyler. I'm like Zach Martin. Yeah. We get all the Tyler and the Tyrus. Let's of, go with the rookie. He, yeah. Yeah, rookie. <laughs> get them all <laughs> together. But, you know, it, 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 why do this dance? Because the goal is to 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 get your guys ready for week one. And, and I, I guess if, if there is a bright spot, I'd rather the Tyron Smith injury happen two weeks before the start of the season. Than in week one, so because it happened in week one, then then you got Tyler Smith moving to left guard, I mean left tackle, in the middle of the season.
4: Yeah, and you might not, you might at that point, depending upon <laughs> who's on Jason Peters' phone, you might not have Jason Peters <laughs> right. available.
0: All right, let's hit our first break. How do they protect and help Tyler Smith week one against the Buccaneers? And then later on in the show, let's dive into the defense. Okay. How much are they going to have to carry the load? Positivity there. First Mm -hmm. (laughs) and second week of the season.
5: Feel good.
0: (laughs) Clarence Hill, (laughs) Dr. Doom and Gloom over here. I feel good about the defense. (laughs) Patrick Walker, Bobby Bell. I'm Newey Scruggs. This is Media Mash on DallasCowboys.com radio.
5: Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas.
1: The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing. The star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life. On
5: something
0: that deserves a Dr. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash. Here we are, Media Mash. Week one, Cowboys taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Sunday night at AT&T Stadium. Tom Brady comes to town. Bucks beat the Cowboys last year to open the season on Thursday night football. So here's the rematch. Media match today is Bobby Belt, 105.3 The Fan, the official radio home of the Dallas Cowboys. Patrick C. Walker, newest member of DallasCowboys.com. You can check all his work out there. And um, you're going to be on Hanging with the Boys this year?
4: Um, talking Cowboys. Talkin Cowboys. Talkin Cowboys. Talkin Cowboys. Talking Cowboys. Talking Cowboys. You got it, bro. Man, got it. Shouts out to Hanging with the Boys.
0: And uh, Doom and Gloom, Clay's Hill, Fort Worth Star-Telegram here. So let's just dive right in. doom and gloom. How do they protect Tyler Smith? You say you're worried about that. You say well, you know, you know,
2: everybody thinks. Well, you know, we got to protect him. We got to give him help. We got to chip. Well, you need help inside. I mean, remember, this is the Tampa Bay defense, defensive front, especially in the first game. That's strongest inside. You got that big boy V to V inside, and you're gonna need help. Your center and your guard inside. How do you help outside when you need to help inside? You know, remember this is you know the, and, the, and the crazy thing about this game is we all remember the Cowboys were so afraid of their inside guys that they refused to run last year. They threw,
3: mm-hmm.
2: they refused, they they just said we're not running the ball because we can't run the ball, and 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 ironically this year with a rookie tackle and with so much inexperience up front, the goal is to run because. You're, either, you're better at run blocking than pass blocking. But how do you do that against this Tampa Bay defense front that you were so afraid to run last year and you need help inside with Vita V? Vita Veya. Yeah. Veya. Veya. Vita Veya. Vita. There
4: you go. Big V. I think in, in week one, I mean, Clarence hit it right on the head. It's not about necessarily protecting the edges against the Buccaneers. It's about protecting the interior. Uh, I mean, Vita Veya, He's he's – just inhuman, um, uh, and outside of Zach, and we know what Zach can do. Outside of Zach, uh, you would like to believe that Tyler Beatish has taken a step forward, and the Cowboys hope that he has. Um, but again, there are less than a handful of guards who can stop Via Vea. So you're going to have to – the onus is going to be on Kellen Moore to scheme accordingly. Bingo. The, you're going to have to scheme accordingly, and that's how you help out help out your rookie left tackle. That's how you help out Connor McGovern. That's how you help out Tyler Beatish. You scheme to try to avoid a guy like Vita Vea, and that's how you're going to win this game. Because, hey, even to that point, yeah, they didn't necessarily want to run at Tampa Bay in week one. And guess what? They could have won that game if not for a bounce of the ball here, a bad call here, a that, missed that, kick.
0: That shady kicker. Right, right. the, 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 the missed kick. The
4: there you go. So Miss- if not for those circumstances, that game was schemed as a W, right? There were just execution issues primarily in the kicking game, that cost him that W. So they did Kellen Moore didn't scheme that game incorrectly. It just didn't end up how it should have. But that's how you help. You scheme accordingly. Yeah, yeah and
3: they they used the quick passing game last year as, you know, pseudo running game. Right, exactly. And so, you know, I would expect they'll try and do some of that. I'd expect you're going to see a lot of 12 personnel. You're going to see a lot of two tight ends, Jake Ferguson, Dalton Schultz on the field together, probably a lot. Um, And, and one thing that I think they need to do this week with the running game that they kept telling us at the end of last year, like, oh, that's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. Well, looking at it, it was like, why are you not running the ball to the outside more? Like, like, you've had so much success, it seems like, running to the outside, you know, running outside the tackles. Why haven't we seen more of that? And it was just this confounding thing where every week Mike McCarthy or Kellen Moore, somebody would tell us, like, yeah, we've we've had some success with that. And there was just never an answer for it. It's like, well, hopefully, like, you know, looking at this matchup inside, knowing how much Vita Vea gave you trouble last year, which... To be fair, that was a game without Zach Zach Martin. Martin, And so, uh, you know, I I think I'd like to see that they've adjusted to that a little bit. And I'd be interested to see if they try and get something going with Pollard or Turpin on some of these jet sweeps and things like that. Turpin is going to be
2: key. The the, the other part is, you know, I know Jerry talked about it. How do you make up for deficiencies? Well, with the quick passing game and and the receivers. Last year, you had your full complement of your receiving record. You had Amari. You had C D. You had Michael Gallup. Yeah. You yeah, had Cedric Wilson. Um, this year you have C D and some maybes. You know, and, and and so you're counting on them, unknowns, outside with the quick passing game to make up for what you lack inside. That that that's still another question for me.
4: You know what this Offensive feels line? like offensively? This this feels like a I don't know. It feels like a Dennis Houston game. (laughs) <laughs> and, and no, I, I don't say that to say that Dennis Houston is going to have like a
3: 150-yard game. Go back two months ago. Did you ever envision no, saying no. the regular and then, season, and that, this feels that, like a Dennis it, hence, Houston hence game hence right face. here?
4: Here's my face. <laughs> right? We don't right? know <laughs> what a Dennis
2: Houston
0: game is, though.
3: Exactly. And you know
4: who else doesn't? <laughs> Tampa yeah, Dennis, Bay.
0: Dennis, You talk about a Dennis yeah, but Houston but, practice? Okay, come on, yeah, man. You talk about
4: a practice? Pra- no. We haven't seen him. He's going to be active. That's true. Fair enough. He don't scare nobody. That's my point. You are literally making my point here, Chill. My point is that it's going to have to be – because. They're going to key in on CD Lamb. That's a foregone conclusion. They're going to key in on CD Lamb. It's going to have to be one of the maybes who steps up in a game that you see the Cowboys potentially pass a lot, be it short passes, mid level passes, whatever the case may be. One of these non CD Lamb receivers is going to have to step Why can't it up.
2: Can be your personal punt protector?
4: It could be. It could be, but I'm simply saying if you look at if Dennis Houston is active for this game, if you look at <laughs> this particular roster, they don't have any film. they be in the Tampa Bay They don't have any film on this guy. They don't know. They haven't seen how he can run the routes like we've seen that he can run. I'm not saying he's going to have a Calvin Johnson game and put up 200 yards. I'm simply saying he might be the guy that has, if he's active, one or two. Mm-hmm. Possession catches that ends up turning the tide. That's okay. all I'm saying.
2: P- possession then, catches don't turn the tide. They,
3: they, they've the Buccaneers depends have, on what the possession is. The, the Buccaneers, <laughs> the Buccaneers depends on what the <laughs> possession <laughs> is. The Buccaneers have, Situational need, football absolutely. The Buccaneers, the Buccaneers have questions at corner. Like like Carlton Davis is right, a good right, player, so but I, I mean Sean Murphy Bunting was supposed to be the second starter, and mm. he just lost that job to Jamel Dean. And Jamel Dean has had his issues at times, and so they've got some questions there. I kind of wonder if the way they'll approach it is. I think we've all talked about CD Lamb is going to see more double teams this year. I wonder if they would just trust Carlton Davis to like look, you follow CD, and then we'll bracket other guys. You know, we'll have Antoine Winfield bracket with Jamel Dean on whoever else, whatever C.D. else. Let but me, I wonder, put Tony Pollard in the slot. Like let Tony Eat Pollard his. let Tony Pollard run some of these quick routes out of the slot and hit him there.
0: That's what we talked about in the Players Lounge in the last show. Just, we talked about that very thing. But back to what you were saying, if I'm going to before I would go with Dennis Houston. I would look to Noah Brown. Yeah, You've been enough. looking for your opportunity for fair how enough. long? Like, son, it, it, this is it. Uh-huh. I mean, if you don't get it done now, it then then right then the next year they need to t- somebody need to shake his hand and say thank <laughs> you and good luck. But to me, I'm just if I'm He's looking the for some front
2: you can't get rid of that.
0: Yes, you can.
4: No, you can't. Yes, can. I think after the season. What, what, also goes after into the season. It. what also goes into it though is I who, sense who a bit will, of sarcasm Who, there. who, who <laughs> will deck be most comfortable with outside of he's CD It's a, he's a I'm Dalton not. Dalton, no, no, no. A, from a, <laughs> as a pure receiver, not necessarily. Probably Noah position. Brown. We know it's going to be Dalton, right? Yeah, probably he's Noah be C.J. Brown. Good but we've also offense. seen him develop a chemistry with a guy like Dennis Houston. So that—that's all I'm saying. There's okay. something there. There's something write, there. Write, I'm gonna write this one down. Right there. here.
3: Write it down. Right, right. here. What's the Dennis, Dennis Houston stat Dennis, line? Dennis
4: Houston. Uh, again, I'm not saying he's going to have. <laughs> all,
3: all right, right if, game, I, if I say. No, no, if man. I say, no, say it no. with your chest, If I say over, under. Four or Three and a half receptions for Dennis don't, Houston.
0: Don't let Clarence talk Over. you out of I, it. Over. I, I,
3: okay, he's, he's saying minimum four, four receptions oh, 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 for Dennis oh, oh, Houston. Four receptions, and, and, and you know what the crazy, 70 yards, and, and, and a touchdown. Wow. Did you
4: say touchdown? I did say touchdown. Oh four God. 70 and a bit, touchdown. Man. A one one-yard it, touchdown it, is the man. same as an 80-yard touchdown. i touchdown. Stop it. I
2: need you to stop it. Four and one. I need you to stop it.
1: Four 70 and one. Dennis, do it for me. I like the confidence. Do it for me, Dennis. Stop it.
2: The problem here is that, ironically— the guy that Dak caught, Prescott got caught before the draft. Y'all ain't even talking about
3: I him. know that's – it's. It, I, I mean, Mike McCarthy <laughs> stood Y'all, up was, there. Clearly you didn't watch him My, five
0: last night because I had Jalen on. talk. I, I, I went and talk talked to Call him. him. So didn't him. Go, you didn't talk to him like Call him. Yesterday. I'm talking
2: about we're not talking about him. He did not talk about I, him. The science that, yeah, is yeah, not for, talking for about Jalen For a okay? reason.
4: You, Would you like to know why? It, it, you're you're it,
3: going to have to hit some slants no, in this game, and he has not shown the ability to catch go. balls in traffic. Thank well, you. I, I, the fact I, is, I've watched it, him in training camp, I know Jay, why. Jalen
4: Tolbert. <laughs> And Dennis Houston have both proven the exact same amount at the NFL level. Zero, right? So that can't be a part of the equation. So now you're simply saying, oh, well, well, Jalen Tobert, he's the third-round pick, so he should be expected. You're right. He should be expected to produce more and sooner than uh, Dennis Houston, who's an undrafted guy. I agree with that. That would be completely accurate. However, you've also seen Jalen Tobert get off to a hot starting camp. He's cooled down considerably, whereas Dennis Houston, his trajectory has slowly continued to uptick. As so has his chemistry with Dak Prescott. In the heat of the moment, when you have guys coming at you from the other side in the other uniform, you see these two guys, Jalen Tolbert has suffered a few drops here recently. Dennis Houston, not so much. You're QB one thinking in the moment, who do you fire that ball to if they're both open?
2: Who do you throw it to? I'm not I'm not even that's all I'm I'm not in disputing that Dennis Houston has been better. In, in, in training camp, thank you for in, in saying certain, I'm right,
4: Chip? No, I'm not saying. I know that was right. difficult. I'm, I'm not
2: disputing. <laughs> I'm just saying, ironically, I do remember the talk from draft day, and I do remember the talk that. From from all the expectation hype that that Jalen Tobert was going to be, they were counting on him to be a week one contributor.
3: Oh, he's 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 he, massively disappointed. That, that's that's what I'm that, talking about. they the believe he'll be a contributor, but week one?
2: They were counting on him when, when, when they When Steven and everybody talked about making up for Amari and C.D. Jalen Tobert's name was mentioned prominently from draft day all the way up into
3: training camp. He's still he's still gonna be a good player, I think. I, it's just I, I, I think I don't think he's far. I, I think that he's behind in terms of progress, severely behind where they thought he was gonna be, and I think that that's frustrating. And for that him. In-
4: that includes more than just Dennis Houston. I'd say, as we have this conversation on my depth chart, I would put him as far as progress in training camp goes. I would put him behind Noah Brown, behind Dennis Houston, behind Semifahoko. I'd even put him behind Kevontae Turpin simply because I would like to see more of what Kevontae Turpin can do on offense more than I would believe that as we have this conversation, Jalen Tolbert is ready to contribute. Will Tolbert be a contributor down the line? I believe that he will. He has the skill set to do it. But at this moment, he's really
3: kind of got to start stringing I, together. Week
0: one, days. my man is gone into the bag. <laughs> I'm in Dennis the bag. Houston, four catches, and a touchdown. So, Let's boom, go. I got
3: so, it right so, so, wait, if Houston is above – Exclusive, exclusive, I, I, right here. I recognize this is a hypothetical. <laughs> but <laughs> if, if Houston's been ahead of Tolbert in that sense, if James Washington doesn't get hurt, if Michael Gallup's healthy, we're talking about C.D. Gallup, Washington – Noah Brown and Dennis Houston. Are you saying like I mean, are we talking about if everybody was healthy, Tolbert could have been inactive this opening game? But everybody ain't healthy. Yeah, sir. I know, it's but I'm but but I'm, but I'm saying if you if you would, if you you would, would have said hey, everybody was healthy, one might
2: be inactive this game. But,
3: but that's the thing. If I, I'm saying if you had your entire receiving core healthy, and they would have been talking about week one potentially having Tolbert as one of the inactives, I think they would have been really disappointed with that.
4: If disappointed, but it's not the end of the world in the in the aspect of
3: you know if. It's not the end of the world, but right. you need him to play. It, 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 you, need him to be, you need him to be healthy. good. You need him to be better than Gallup was in 2018, and he's not there right now. Yeah. Good luck. Gallup well, was yeah, yeah, 33 Gallup receptions, is 500 yards. That's not a ridiculous pass, but mm-hmm. that's a
4: different skill set. Gallup is an entirely different skill set from Jalen. get another break.
0: One player we have not spoken about enough. This week, and Maybe we'll start to do that tomorrow um, when, when Mike McCarthy meets again, but I want to bring it up right here on the Media Mash next with Clarence Hill, the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, Patrick mm. Walker of DallasCowboys.com, and Bobby Bell, the Three of 105.3 fan, the family, official radio station of the Dallas Cowboys. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Sweet. Did you get
1: to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way So sweet, unique Baby, there's nothing better I bet you've probably done something That deserves a Dr. Pepper Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is It's a non-fungible token Everyone's done something That deserves a Dr. Pepper
0: to Media
5: Mash. (laughs)
0: Media Mash. Week one. The best conversations happened when we were in the break. (laughs) Don't you guys bring that here to the mi- open microphones here?
3: Clancy,
4: Patrick, Walker, Bobby, Bell. I'm Scruggs. Yeah, Bobby.
0: I'm not gonna say what
3: <laughs> I just
4: saw. <laughs> <laughs> Could you please repeat for
0: the people? I mean, I'm, I'm, not,
3: I'm not trying to get shipped out like that guy we were just talking about. <laughs> I
0: just, I just, I just oh. t- t- tell the truth. <laughs> tell the truth. You want
4: me on that wall. <laughs> you so. need me on that wall.
0: <laughs> the player we not talked about because he's. Still on the practice squad, but he will be on the active roster. Brett Maher, the kicker. This is going to be go-round number two last year. Greg Zerline, I blamed him for that loss in Tampa Bay. Missed a field goal, an easier kick, and an extra point. Four points. Cowboys lose 31-29. So gentlemen our belief in kicker brett maher is what started off
3: bobby belt i am i think much more confident than anybody else seems to be in maher i i think maher was good in new orleans last year and maher we know he's got like the booming leg you talk about his accuracy from 50 plus is absolutely elite across the league when you look at you know how he's done there since he played you know kicked in dallas then on to new orleans and everything else and He's been good in these practices. Like like when we've watched him out there kicking, he's he's much more consistent than Garibay was. He's much more consistent than Zerline yeah, was in practice. Was, I was going to say was. am just saying. I'm just saying that when you talk about consistency, he's been that. And and so to me, it's I feel much more comfortable with where he's at right now than I would have with anybody that was in training camp. Zerline, or even more confident than I would have been in Maher a couple of years ago. I think that he he proved himself in New Orleans for the most part last year, and he's looked fine so far out here when he's been here. So I'm fairly comfortable, actually, with Maher.
4: For me, I I have enough evidence to not believe in him. Um, But to your point, now I have recent evidence to say that he can get the job done. So I'm kind of splitting the baby here when it comes to Brett Maher because he has done well in camp. He did do well mostly. Can't split the baby, man. Uh,
3: yeah. yeah, that was just King's a trick King's Solomon King's tried. King's.
4: It, didn't did it? <laughs> baby, baby. it didn't work out for the king, did didn't work um, out for the king, did But I, I've seen enough in, in training camp to say, okay, well, I have enough confidence going with him going into week one uh, combined with an improvement in New Orleans. So let me hit you on here. Uh-huh.
0: Are you more confident in Maher this year than you were with Zerline
4: last year? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Uh, going into – and t- far and above. Because okay. going into last season, one of the biggest things that I – continually pounded the table because I wanted to see from the Cowboys was a true kicking competition. Like, I needed to see it. I, I walked into 2021 feeling like we never saw that because I felt like Greg Zerline was Bones Fossil guy. Like was he was coming off an injury, no, and they protected him. And they protected him. So, yes. and, and he had his struggles prior to the injury as well. He showed signs of, you know, the, the dreaded yips, right? Yeah. And then he gets injured. So what we saw in week one at, you know, Raymond James Stadium was – what I felt like could be a problem. So fast forward to now, I am much more confident in Brett Maher now than I was with Greg Zerline then. Because I, I can say, even though I don't necessarily entirely agree with the bodies that they brought into camp for said competition, at least there was a true competition this year. Jonathan Garipay, unfortunately, was a huge disappointment. Had- Lahu, he actually was doing well, and he got beat out by, by Brett Maher despite doing well. I don't, so, I don't know if he was, was doing,
2: doing well. In the beginning,
3: inside of 40, just, he was reliable. He was, better, just had no, he he had he had
2: no range. He was better than Garibay. The bottom line is this. A he was shopping at Dollar the General and Family Dollar with them two. The bottom line is this. I understand the question about said Dollar General gets Zerline going the last season, but at least Zerline had a body of work. For the Rams. He had a body of work. For the Rams. For the Rams. He had a body of work. That, that the coaches can say, we've seen this guy do it.
3: A body of work a wide left here in Dallas.
2: Thank you. Meyer has a body of work that, that that was disappointing in to Dallas, too. And so I, I I don't know that I'm confident in the kicking situation. You know, certainly... Oh, I'm not. You know, so
3: I, I, I you know... Kick, kicking uh, kicking, to me is I, like a Major League Baseball I, bullpen. Year to year, I can't tell you yeah, what it's going to be, even if it's that, the same group of guys. I don't know that right.
2: you can count on him. Until I see him do it in games and not just one game, but consistently, you know, I, I think it's a question mark. It's going to be a question mark this entire season, especially for a team where so many games go down to uh, the last drive, even when they had an explosive offense. Now well, you got an offense that's, that's, that's not explosive. They're going to need points. Twenty three percent
0: of NFL games were decided by three Defense points or less. Get for
2: them. So we hope this like you know, know that gonna happen. Okay. I mean you can't guarantee that the, the turnover is gonna happen this year like they did what, last no, week. not what, what, like what, they
3: did, but huh? they're going to happen. What what about Nui's question though to that point? You feel better like you said Zerline has a body of work, but you feel equal to equal confidence as you had to Zerline? I, yeah, I, really. I don't. I, mean, I, don't
2: wow. I don't. I don't have wow. confidence in in the kicking not, situation. Not confidence, not confidence but, but, but you is feel it
3: equal equal to what you felt with Zerline because I felt like Zerline, you were sweating every single yes. kick. I don't feel like I'm sweating every kick and that, heading into Week point. One with Mama. I'm not
4: saying that I feel like uh, confident in some like I, heard, I, did Dan I Bailey
2: watched in I, I watched I watched Meyer go off the reservation.
3: Yeah, it was not it was not great. In what year was that? 2019. I mean, and it wasn't that, great. That's still fresh on my memory. He was consistent last year in New Orleans.
4: I will
0: say yeah, this for I mean, half a season. It better,
2: better than Zerline. Sixteen full, of eighteen. It wasn't a full season. Sixteen it was, of eighteen. It was just half a season.
0: I, I did enjoy listening to to Brad on the calls when Zerline would go kick because spread <laughs> was just so. More confidence than Zerline. So line. It. it was just it was it was like must Bottom listen. To, oh yeah, Brad, let's see, it. let's <laughs> see if he makes it. And just Brad trying to. Being disgusted, trying to hide as much disgust as he had. Yeah, and to me to that was on the
2: coaching too. staff. I mean, you you wait till whenever to get the back injury. I mean that that my, that, that, that was decision making on the coaching staff, and well, and then you wait this year. And I don't like the decision making from the beginning on how they chose their kicker. I mean, Garibay was the only guy here uh, in minicamp and and, and and OTA. Then you you, you bring Haralahu in. I mean, it just it's the decision making and how you come about it that I don't trust.
3: It's fair. I, I mean, I, you, I I can't push back against that because it's it's something that's, you know, bit them a couple times in a couple different positions over the years. Still have more confidence than Greg Zerline. That was rough.
0: And they and I'll say this. In f- the, the small bit I'll give Zerline, they didn't do him any favors. Dude was hurt. He shouldn't even start a kicking. He You know, the guy right. wasn't healthy. I mean, at the end of the day— Put him on injured reserve, get yourself right, go sign somebody. Because I look at games like that, Tampa, they lost games because this dude wasn't right. And so I don't know if he – maybe if he had another month, could he have gotten himself better? But all year long, he was not good. And toward the end, I can't remember which which Zoom we had with Bones. And I was asking, like, you, you got confidence in this man before the San Francisco game? And he was kind of like yeah, – yeah. Think so? We'll be okay. I was like, should be thinking here in this last game. Was it in the
4: same conversation where he's like, and, and and if he he fails, I'll own that. You you own that. Yeah, we know you will. But
3: they they reached a point at the end of last year. I think they reached a point and Bones reached a point at the end of last year where they knew that was a failure, but they also knew they didn't really have any other options. So it didn't make any sense to to publicly admonish and make his head space Anyways, well, yeah, but but. but I it, think they. The whole they knew thing that, is about Bones bringing his guys in here. Sure. Yeah. Like he was too quick to bring in Zerline and push out Forbath right. when he did when he first got it here. Was just bringing Colbert his guys God. in there
2: and, and, and did it ever work? Was he good the first year? Was he got I me? Mean, no. It, it never no. worked.
3: No. And it Bobby, never clicked here.
0: So, and so Bobby, for me, I'm one of those who constantly gets frustrated when people just feel like they should be held hostage by a kicker. Well, what else do we do? Well, just running him on out there to make the kicks and, and keep screwing it up isn't the answer. For a while, that first run Maher had—he it was a, it was a stretch. It was just hard to watch, and he wasn't good. And finally, after—and you remember the press, uh, the little presser he did after the Bears game when he was acting like you know. Oh well, um, and they finally ran him off. You bring in four back, the four back was like ten for ten. One hundred percent, but literally so, perfect. Yes, so so let's not be held hostage by a kicker. But guys, not getting it done, go find somebody else. But to just keep trotting guys out here with the oh well. No. Which to their
3: credit, they didn't let you know. They let Zerline go through two years of that. They got into training camp with Garibay, and even though that was a a bones guy, they made the decision in training camp of okay, this isn't working out. It's not going to get any better. Move on. Go find somebody.
0: But they, I mean, literally, you had <laughs> you had to. He was so
3: bad. I, you, I you did, you but, did. But I'm saying they came into camp with two rough. kickers, and they were willing to walk away before <laughs> the end of camp. So I'm well, saying they, that they, they did they, adjust. They didn't double down on mistakes with the kicking well, like they, they had they, for two years in a row. Is what I'm saying. They had to. It, it was just they awful. had to. But it, it was. But was they had awful. to the first two years too, and they didn't.
2: And, but it became. But comedy. no one was. I, I've never seen a, a kicking competition in camp so bad. I mean, it it this became was just, a comedy. This I mean, was. Yeah, it, it, it was. It was a comedy show. We were just sitting out there, just kind of
3: looking. Yeah, I mean, if you if you, you could, if you if you could have given me Jonathan Garibay's range with Haralau's accuracy inside, like you would have had there one, one competent kicker. But there you had you go. to go get Brett Maher. So, there but I,
2: again, I don't. I don't know that Haralau was that great in camp either. He
3: was. He was. He was. Pretty darn accurate inside of forty. He was consistent there. He didn't. He really didn't miss there.
0: This is his client.
3: I'm just. <laughs> I, I'm. I'm not. I'm saying they picked the right kicker, but I'm also saying that he was accurate inside of forty. All
0: right. D- um. So, so do you have a prediction for? Uh Maher, like you did for uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you
4: listen. If it's up to me, the offense, albeit all the question marks they have, offensive <laughs> line, receiver court, I would I, like. I, I would like to see the offense convert not on third down and not even do you have something for Maher Like you did you, you, the, you're going to predict a goal goal. like a Tim no, Cedar I, touchdown I'm not feeling more like not like I'm feeling Houston. No, I'm good. Okay,
0: okay, okay. <laughs> all right. Um, fun show.
3: It was fun.
2: Appreciate it. We never talked about the defense. We never got any positive. I want to be positive.
3: You capable? Tell us about the defense. Yes. <laughs> I don't project. I, mean, I, mean, I want it. I need to see go it. Go
2: ahead. Go ahead. Go I need to talk just, about the you defense. You got a 20 seconds. I think, this is got the, gonna... I, mean, I think this is the first time. It's fine. First time since... Oh, I, first time since Jerry... What you did, what's the end
0: of the show so you can take it? First time since Jerry with Jones has owned cream. this team. Is well, the defense has man? been the
2: Man. Is that well, an the ice de- cream man thing there? Uh, that's that's my B. alarm clock. Well, the, de- <laughs> the, well, the defense is the best part of this football Thanks, game.
0: Clarence.
1: Right, Clarence like, Clarence. I'm out of here, boys. My alarm clock just went off. <laughs> <Clarence Hill. laughs> Thanks for that setup for my column this week. That's the setup for my column this week.
0: Thanks for that. Bobby Belt. Media match tomorrow at 3 o'clock on New East Grugs.
1: Take care. Ugh. Talk about the defense tomorrow. <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
3: about this, Cowboys? Yeah!